Unfortunately, as of right now, the homie D is not with us at this moment. But uh, I'm going to get on to that in a second, man. Uh, but Cleveland, what's happening? This is your boy Ray. As usual, it's your boy D will be right here. and uh, But I'm here with you today. And this is Ray with We Got The Juice 216, baby. So the reason uh, D's not here at the moment, um, you know, for all of you, for all of you that know or may not know, my boy got his baby shower today for his son that's on the way. You know what I'm saying? Kendry Isaiah Thompson, y'all. I got me another nephew on the way, y'all. Another nephew. So I'm looking forward and happy to, you know, me and D was speaking a little bit this morning. And, uh, he, you know, he told me he may run later run later, or whatnot. But uh, I meant... I meant to text him back, but I had to get on this. But D, if you're watching right now, baby, whether you make it or not, it's all good, man. You got your second, you got your second seed on the way, man. Ain't nobody tripping on that, man. If anything, everybody happy for you. We glad that you got your next kid on the way. Especially, I'm happy, man. I'm ecstatic. You bringing my nephew into the world. So, man, whether you make it or not, man, it ain't no biggie, man. You know, I'm gonna hold down the fork for us. Period. So. Before we jump into everything that's been going on, y'all, y'all already know I'm going to be here with y'all probably about 45 minutes to an hour, maybe a little shorter because I got to get ready and get the running around and ripping and make it to the baby shower myself. But um, so far, it's like uh, we want to, uh, me speaking on behalf of D and myself, we want to apologize to you guys for uh, missing y'all for the last couple of weeks, man. It's a... Uh, it's been a crazy month, man, for me and D, you know what I mean? So uh, it's just been a lot going on at the moment and... uh. Nothing drastic or, like, bad or anything like that. Like, everything's still cool, you know. It's just some things that we had to manage and take care of, man. And I, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it seems like any time around this month, me and my friends and family, we just all go through it, you know what I mean? Like, whether that's financially, whether that's, uh, whether, you know, it's just simple family problems, whether issues with friends or the job. Like, it's just, like... We, we all, it's, it's, it's like something's in the air almost, for real. So, I don't know, man. Maybe I may make a poll on that later to see, <laughs> to see like, does it seem like any time around this time, everybody has a little bit of trouble? I don't know, man. Maybe I'll make a poll on that later. So, yeah, uh, so we apologize, man, for y'all missing us for the past couple of weeks. Us missing y'all, man. You know, it, it really tore us apart, believe me, man. We love what we do, and uh, we want to continue to make this our career, and we do this for life. So, uh, once again, we apologize to y'all. We know a lot has been going on. I mean, a lot's been going on so far. It's with the NBA, uh, NFL, college, all types of stuff. So, you know, I may touch on some of those things today as well. You know, so, um, yeah, we definitely want to apologize. Also, to get you guys caught up on some other things, um, if you're following us on social media, whether Instagram or Facebook, but I think D put it on Instagram. He got this new logo going up. And uh, we know we got a new logo going up right now because the logo that we're using is kind of already sponsored by somebody else or whatever. And uh, they want to make a big deal out of us using our logo. So we said, okay, that's fine. You know, for the time being, it's going to be on the shirts that we already have because we already paid for them. But uh, right now we're working on a new logo, man. Um, we got our, our our cousin Desi man working on it, who's a phenomenal artist, by the way. So you know we're gonna keep posting, and uh, we're gonna keep posting a a couple of more of them, you know, just to get y'all opinion and yeah, y'all opinion on the pick and what y'all uh, of the new logo and what y'all think of it. Because you know what I'm saying, not only do we do this for us, we do this for y'all. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate y'all and uh, we love the feedback and love that y'all give us, man. So. We got to have y'all opinion on the new logo because some of y'all going to be wearing it, if not all y'all, you know what I mean? So, 
Yeah, we definitely uh, would love to have an opinion on the new logo. So, like I said, that was for you that have for you guys that haven't seen it yet. Um, it's on Instagram. I'll probably post it on Facebook later. We'll get some uh, more ratings. You know, I got a couple of people, pe couple of uh, people's opinions on it, and um, so we'll probably post the second uh, picture of the new logo. You know, get y'all guys' opinion on that as well. But um, that's what's been going on. We got the juice in our world, and like I said, the boy D baby shower today for his son, Kendry Isaiah Thompson. So uh, for all y'all that's going to make it to that, I can't wait to see y'all there. Uh, and shouts out, congratulations to D again, man. Very proud of him. Uh, this, this boy been my brother for years. Very happy to see the man that he's become, man. Great father, great father, great husband, great brother, great son, great friend. Couldn't ask for nothing more. Now, to jump. I don't even know what I necessarily want to jump into just yet. But I guess I have to start with the NBA because it's a couple of things that happen in the NBA that I know myself, I'm ecstatic about. Hey, Ma, that I know myself, I'm ecstatic about, and um, I know Dee's ecstatic about it as well as some of you fans. So one thing I want to instantly start off with that I am highly proud and happy of, that I'm highly proud and happy for is my boy Carmelo Anthony, man. Congratulations to Carmelo Anthony getting back on a basketball team and shots out to Portland reaching out to him and getting him on a contract to get him on that team. Um, so I've been a fan of Melo, period. Uh, Melo is just a dominant scorer. What he used to do, Denver, New York days. I mean, this dude is just a flat-out bucket. And so, you know, as a fan, to see what transpired over the past couple of years, to see how he fell off quote-unquote fell off or things that was going on he was even having issues in his marriage with his wife lala uh, thank god they worked that out uh from my best uh from my knowledge and um you know he, he just had a lot going on struggles was going on on uh shooting shooting <laughs> shooting percentage was getting lower and lower by the second again uh, cut by teams left and right like it just it was just really a bad uh a bad it was it was a struggle it was a it was a tragic struggling couple of years for Carmelo Anthony. But one thing this man kept on doing, man, he continued to work on his game. He stayed focused. He didn't give up, and he stayed positive. And from all, for, from all of you that watch, you know, sports and keep up with it and follow it, you even seen, like, on Instagram or YouTube, him shooting around in the gym, running up court with other players, looking like he dropped a little bit of weight, too. So, man, it, it was just great to see him get back on the team. And it was very good to see him back on a team like Portland because considering the – considering like the ups and downs Portland's going got got going on um they kind of need something um let me speak on Portland real quick I like Portland I just feel like as a team and as an organization they're inconsistent it's like one year they're up and they're playing some of the best basketball you ever seen and the next year they're down then after that next year being down then after that year being down next year they're up back playing the best basketball you ever seen and then they're down. Now, guarantee, I think I will take into consideration, no, I'm not think, but I will take into consideration this year that, uh, in my opinion, they lost a very few, key, a lot of few key pieces. Um, I mean, you lost Aminu, shooter, defender, a little bit of athleticism. Uh, you lost Mo Harkless, practically the same, shooter, defender, a little bit of athleticism. Lost Evan Turner, not a, not a shooter, but has the playmaking ability uh, decent skill of controlling the pace of the game and a defender. So you practically lost three defenders, 
Two of them could defend, shoot, a little bit of athleticism. And one of them was 6'7", in between 6'7", 6'8". Decent ball handling skills. Uh, decent playmaking. Decent control of the pace of the game. And he defended. And also considering the fact that you lost your, if I'm not mistaken, 14 to 10 guy and Jerkic, average of two blocks as well. So considering all that they have, and that and that and Jerkic was just a fallout from last year. Like he got injured, but but they still had the three other uh, key players that I named. But now those three players are gone with Jerkic still being injured. Now I guarantee they uh, grabbed Whiteside during the off season. You know, got him in a trade. But even even obtaining Whiteside and adding him to this puzzle. You're still missing pieces, obviously. And um, I think, man, so far as uh, I don't know whether to put Terry into it. I think I have to put Terry into it because you are a coach and I am, and um, your word matters. So I don't, you know, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I don't know if he said anything or not. But if, and if, he didn't, if he didn't, shame on you, Terry, because as a coach, you definitely have to go into that organization and say, hey, these are the pieces that make that these players – Guaranteed, we have CJ and Dame, correct? But these pieces helped us get over that hump as well. These pieces showed up when sometimes our two stars may have struggled one game here or there. These key pieces, these players are the reason why we got into the Western Conference Finals without Jerkic. So, Nurkic, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I always say his name backwards. So, it's like considering what you had, had, and what got you to the Western Conference Finals for the first time of Dame and CJ's career, you would think that you would keep those complementary pieces in place. Just imagine how good or more so better defensively Portland would be if they were to keep those key pieces and have the addition of Whiteside being on the team. Like Just imagine how good they will be defensively. Now, now they're really hurting defensively. Now anybody scoring, getting to the bucket. Whiteside's a good defender, don't get me wrong, but he could be way better than what he's doing. Sometimes he could be a little lazy on the defensive end. I don't know why he lacks in that area. I think sometimes uh, he's – I think he's just may, maybe have gotten a little too comfortable. Uh, in my opinion, it seems like after that max contract, which happens with a lot of players, they get comfortable, don't take things serious anymore. So I, 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 don't, I don't really understand, like, why – I mean – you hungry. You out there balling, doing your thing, and then you get a full plate, and now you're done. You get that max contract. Now you're done. Now it's all right, mama. I made it. You know, I ain't got to work hard. No, continue working hard. Continue working on your game. You got that bread now. Now the next step is to continue to get better and get to that chip. But um, unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be some players' mindsets. But uh, So, yeah, just imagine how good this team will be defensively. But I went into all of that just to say, you know, they need – it's not as if, like – now, they, now, guaranteed, Melo's happy where he is. In my opinion, it's not like he really did Melo a favor more. So, it's like you needed Melo. You needed more scoring. You really need more defense. But you also need more scoring now considering the uh, three prolific players that you have lost. So, um, Melo's a good piece, in my opinion. Um, I think he's going to do phenomenal this season. And, and whether that's just a 15 and 8 a game, that's phenomenal to me considering what this guy's been through for the past couple of years and how he quote-unquote fell off. So, Melo's a great add. I think you got to find – I think you got to add more. You got to find you some defenders and shooters. Um, you, you definitely got to find that because defensively you're terrible. 
But uh, I, I love what Melo is doing right now because that's what I'm trying to really just talk about. Uh, last game against the Milwaukee, Bo- Milwaukee Bucks that they lost against, but Melo came out there and dropped 18. Loved it. I mean, he, he he's looking more comfortable. Even in his first game against New Orleans, I, I liked what he did. You know, 10 points, 4 for 14 for field goal shooting. That's okay. You know, first game back, all you got to do is get back in NBA shape and, uh, you know, get back in, you know, a rhythm. But um, even then, with just the 10 points that he had, I, I loved what he did. You know, I loved his shot selection. Um, showed a little bit of vintage mellow in that as well. I even love the fact that he, <laughs> he tried to dunk on the young Jackson Hayes. I mean, the fact that he's... To me, that shows a guy that has missed the NBA and is he's glad he's back and he's he's happy he's on the team. I mean, for this guy to really try to raise up on seven foot seven one, young Jackson Hayes, really Jackson Hayes might be six eleven. I think he's seven foot though. The fact that you tried to even attempt to raise up on him and go for a dunk, man, I think that's just something that uh, so far as in Terry and that organization and then Dame and CJ and the rest of the players, I think that should uh give you a lot more motivation. The fact that, like, all right, cool, we got Melo back, and Melo really trying to, you know, get back in the game and play harder, this, that, and up there. Now, everybody, I know some people are going to say, well, he still ain't that great defensively. Okay, we get it. Thanks. Thanks for reminding me. But um, offensively, man, I just love what he did in the New Orleans game, and I love what he did in Milwaukee's game. He dropped 18 in Milwaukee. Like I said, looking a lot more comfortable, getting back into that rhythm. So, I love it, man. I'm happy for Melo. Shouts out to Carmelo Anthony. Um, I wish I could figure out when their next game was. I can't even really think about it. But, you know, hopefully next game he drops another 18, you know. And I'm just ecstatic for the guy. I'm glad he's back. Glad he's here. Now, with something else I wanted to talk about in the NBA that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kawhi Leonard and PG finally played together for the first time. And that was against the Boston Celtics. Now, before I go into that game, if you haven't heard or if you hadn't noticed, prayers go up and wishing the best for Kimball Walker, man. He uh, bumped into his teammate, uh, semi, 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 or I can't think of his last name, but you guys know what I'm talking about, the uh, 6'9", 4, really bulky, uh, semi or semi, something like that. Um, he bumped into him head first, and he bumped, he just bumped into his body, but if you get, see this guy, semi, he's swole he's big as heck it's practically almost like bumping into a wall so he bumped into his head i mean he went in bumped into his body head first kind of bent his neck back a little bit man and uh he was really in a lot of pain they had to take uh kimball off off the court on a um stretcher so definitely man prayers go up to him wishing him the best uh prayers go up to his family as well um so far as from the last update I seen about Kimba, so far it's getting checked out by the uh, hospital, or whatnot. Everything's clean. So far he's good. Um, I think not too serious of an injury, and I thank God for the most. I thank God that that's how that injury played out. Like he just bumped into his teammate. When I saw him on the floor, I was like, oh my God! Like did he fall really hard or fall on? like how, like kind of how like David Jokic, Jokic, kind of like how David Joku did. Oh, when they last game, last game he played, which was against the New York Jets, man, when he went up for the ball, jumped up for it, and landed practically on his neck and on his head. So, like, and then it was so weird about that. You thought he was injured by that or or out for the rest of the season because of that, and he just really, it wasn't even because of that. He just hurt his wrist, which is so crazy. But, um, so, yeah, definitely, man, I I thought it was going to be something terrible and tragic like that. So, uh, like I said, but they said he's looking uh, so far as clean or – of course, not cleared to play, but so far as like so far as how things are looking with his neck, if anything is really broken or nothing like that, 
I don't think anything's broken. It's just some real sore pain. They said probably sit out, of course, for like a couple of weeks, heal up. But I uh, continue to pray for him and hope he, uh, you know, gets back and running because uh, Boston is balling right now, and that man Kemba's a big part of that uh, uh, productivity. So back on uh, Kawhi Leonard and PG-13 playing together for the first time. Beautiful basketball. Beautiful basketball. You can tell with the L.A. Clippers, they, you can tell they're going to be that defensive team that you thought they were going to be. You, I mean, you can just see it. I mean, these guys, it's not easy to score on them, to score on them, score on them, um, unless you just have a hella offensive, offensive talent team. But they make you work for it. You know, they're, they're, they're cutting off. They, they, they're solid on the pick and rolls that you try to run up against them. They can do one-on-one they can do one on one man coverage. I mean, this team defensively is just practically – it practically has, like, all the pieces that you need. You got the the setup defensively, a defensive setup. You you, you can cover it. You're, you do well good coverage on pick and rolls. You do pretty damn good coverage on um, man-to-man, one-on-one offense, uh, one-on-one defense. And, and you just got hustle. You got players that hustle. Just jump on the floor, willing to get it. The energy that Montreal Harrell brings, the energy that Patrick Beverly brings. I mean, and just the smooth and calmness and quietness of PG and Kawhi. And then just the crafty, quick, slick, and can shoot that ball. Uh, coming off the bench and Lou Williams. I mean, it, it's just this team. And then, you know, you got other defensive and athletic uh, shooters, one of those players that Portland happened to lose, which is Mo Harkless. He's on the Clippers now. I mean, you adding him into the uh, equation, Doc Rivers as a coach. I mean, this team is just so deep and solid, and fundamentally, they're so solid, maybe beyond solid. So, I just think this team is uh is in the right place. Kawhi and PG, I wish I could remember their numbers, but playing against uh, the Boston Celtics, man, they performed very, very, very well. So, uh, yeah, man, um, it's very interesting to see. It's interesting to see this next matchup between PG, Kawhi. Sorry about that, y'all. A little bit of technical difficulties at the moment. I'm sorry about that. But to get back to what I was saying, uh, looking at how, for one, that game between the Clippers and the Boston Celtics, man, it was phenomenal. Came down to a last, uh, came down to a last defensive play by Kawhi Leonard being able to block the open three uh, by Kemba just in enough time before they closed out. And then that dunk that he put on uh, Daniel uh, Dice, oh my goodness, man! Kawhi jumps out the gym when he wants to, right? Um, for you guys that did not see that game, you definitely need to go check it out. It's a few, it's a couple, three, maybe three, four days Oh, but regardless, it's still worth watching. I mean, it was like. Those teams are so talented defensively and offensively and just great coaches. Like, it was like a playoff atmosphere almost. I mean, for one, the L.A. crowd was just ecstatic to see, to finally see PG and Kawhi playing on the court together. Now they're finally completely healthy and fully loaded, playing against a new team in Boston that got Kemba Walker but fully and healthy loaded. I mean, this game was just off the charts, man, and it was something so impressive to watch. And then not only with that game, last night was a great game as well, man. They played against the Houston Rockets, man. Uh, PG-13 got to run against, uh, got to go up against his own partner in crime and uh, Russell Westbrook. And uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, that duo has been playing very well, very, very well. James Harden right now, <laughs> I mean, I put up the numbers yesterday. I think this guy's averaging like 38.9 or 39.2 or something like that. I mean, the, the way this man is scoring, like, 
it's like we've seen this before, but it's still like it's just still like every time you see it, it's just like wow. Like, how does he just get to the basket, score the way he does, little step back three. He's hitting a lot of four-point plays this year. I think he already has, like, several of them. Under two to play. Harden, step back, puts up the three, got hit, shot's good, and one! I mean, he is just playing out of his mind, man, and it, it just it's just no slowing him down. I think they're third or fourth in the West right now, man, but Houston, man, is playing. I, that that Harden and uh, Westbrook one-two punch, it's, it's a really great combination now. Now, let me say this, because I know how Daryl feels, and I think Daryl may be on his way, but let me say this. I don't, I still don't believe, because this is what Daryl believes. I still don't believe it's enough, per se, for Chip. I think it's going to be interesting to watch them in the playoffs. I just don't think it's enough. Um, I think, I, I'll say this. In the Western Conference, in the Western for the playoffs, I do believe they'll be the third or fourth best team. I really want to give Houston being the fourth best team in the West because I still think you can't sleep on Denver and what they're doing. Um, shockingly, uh, I, and this is not to play them. I just didn't think it would. I knew it was going to be a solid team. I just didn't think they would turn out like this. Utah Jazz is playing some good basketball right now, too. But I still believe in Utah. I'm not Utah. I still believe in the Houston Rockets beating Utah Jazz, even with the addition of Mike Conley and uh, and Shooter and Bajanovic. But um, so yeah, I, I think I'll give Utah fifth best team in the West. But yeah, Houston right now for me, I think I would have to give them fourth best team in the West because I just don't think they'll be Denver in a game in a seven game series. I just really don't. Um, especially with a coach by Mike D'Antoni uh, that plays no defense. But uh. Great running gun offense that he has, but the thing with Denver that I see a lot, Denver, Denver has such a talented team to where they can, they can do the running gun, the running gun offense, offense, and they can also do the half court pace, slow it down type offense. And defensively, they're pretty defensively sound. Uh, they kind of hurt in the paint with Jokic though, so I will admit to that. Uh, what's going on, Kurt? You real good to see y'all, man. So um. I don't know, man. I think I would have to put Houston as the fourth best team in the West. My top, I'll just do it. I'll just do it this simple. Top five best teams for me right now, so far as what I've been seeing and who's all playing. Um, top five best teams in the West for me right now. Number one, L.A. L.A. I'll get them. Lakers. L.A. Lakers. I'll get on them in a second. L.A. Clippers. Denver. Houston. Utah Jazz. Those are my top five teams in the West in that order. Um, so, but like I said, uh, but like I was originally pertaining to, L.A. Clippers and the Houston Rockets had a great showdown last night as well. Uh, you know Patrick Beverly, man. He's been on one this year. Like, he's got, like, I mean, Patrick Beverly's Patrick Beverly, you know, just the, the guy who consistently talks smack. But he can back it up defensively. But he'll consistently talk smack with his greedy talk smack. He's greedy. He's gritty. Get in your face, get physical with you, irritate you. You know, just a typical pest that plays great defense and talks so much smack to you. If you're not on my team, I really don't even like you. I'm going to be honest. But you kind of love that kind of player, man. You kind of miss that type of player, man. But um, so, you know, he probably had a lot to say and, and try to prove last night to Houston. You fill in the blank for me. I say Houston. You say what? What comes to mind when you think of the Rockets? Pissed. And then once once again, he's going up against his arch nemesis, uh, the rivalry between him and Westbrook. So, you know, him and Westbrook had a few words. I, I didn't watch the video, but I've seen the uh, notification on how uh, 
Pat was mocking Westbrook, and Westbrook just flat out called Pat trash. That's hilarious. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that game turned out phenomenal. That came, that game turned out just like how the Boston Celtics game did. It came down to really like uh, the last defensive play and the last shot. I mean, it was incredible. It was a playoff atmosphere game. And and, and uh, that Kawhi and PG duo, duo, man, that that is a problem right there defensively. Like now. My issue, my issue with the Westbrook and Harden duo, Harden doesn't play defense. He's capable of playing defense, but he has to do so much offensively to where he chooses not to play defense that much. He'll do, he'll do, he'll, he'll stay in front of you. He's not just a straight up go on by me, whatever. He'll do his best to stay in front of you, but he's not, of course, Harden. You know, if you follow sports, if you follow basketball, Harden's not known for his defense at all. So that's my issue I have with that. Um, duo my other issue i have with that duo and why i won't think they won't get so far in the playoffs because i wish d was here because i'll be arguing with him about this right now because daryl thinks and i think we did argue a debate about it last time but daryl thinks they're gonna be in the western conference finals and i'm like okay you believe like i do not believe houston is gonna be in the western conference finals like you believe okay i respect your opinion i don't think they're gonna be in the western conference finals like i said one issue i already have my main issue i already have with that duo harden doesn't play defense westbrook does but harden has some defenders around him secondly as phenomenal as harden is playing right now as for no question, this guy is balling. That has that has to transpire to the playoffs. That has to go. That has to come with it. You cannot do what you do. You you can't be another. You can't be. I'm not trying to disrespect this guy when I say it. I'm just saying it like it is because we've seen this before. But shouts out to him because he's an NBA champion right now. But you. But as of right now, I'm using you just as an example in comparison. You can't be like a Kyle Lowry who balls in the regular NBA season and then in the playoffs just like. Now, Harden doesn't choke or disappear the way Kyle Lowry did. And shots up, like I said, shots up to Kyle Lowry, NBA champion now, and this and this past this this past playoff run that he had when Kawhi was on this team, he had a really good playoff. Like he actually played good in the playoffs. Um, and he's a big reason for that chip because I said I forgot who I said to when they first got Kawhi. I said Kawhi's gonna take them far, but in order for them to win a chip or really get to that next level. Kyle Lowry has to play good basketball. So now back to what I was saying. Harden is a phenomenal scorer. This guy is one of the best scorers I have ever seen in the game of basketball. The best. It means nothing to me if you can't if you can't do this same thing in the playoffs. Now, guarantee is playoffs intensity is bigger. The moment is bigger. The, it's higher stake. T- now players are serious every game they locked in they giving everything they got i get it they defend you differently um this this the defensive scheme the way it's set up now is different so i get i get all that with that being said but you have to continue you're as great as you are offensively and looked at as the mvps uh if i'm not mistaken 2017 2017 mvp you have to find a way to get your buckets period Mm, excuse me you are too great offensively you 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 grab too much attention offensively no one can obviously guard you with this step back three and this whole dribble boom, 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 boom. i mean this guy does the same thing and it's like no one can stop it regardless like if it's the same move it's kind of like stephen a smith said it best about michael jordan when uh i forgot what player that uh 
that guarded him defensively actually like was guarding him pretty good, but Michael was still Michael. But Stephen A. Smith basically said, you can have a player figured out, but can you still stop him? And 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 that and that has so much truth and value to it. I could have a you can have a player figured out all day. You can have Stephen Curry figured out all day. Yeah, he like come off the pick and roll, shoot real quick. Uh, he 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 likes to drive a little bit right now. He likes to do a little hezzy, boom boom boom. He likes to run all over the place through the pick and rolls to get an open shot. And then when he really feeling it, he'll just run up, boom boom boom, few dribbles and a pull up game from about thirty. You can have it figured out. You can know <laughs> you can know when this dude's gonna take his next step. You can figure out when that pick is coming and how to get around it or cut underneath it or, or, or around it. You can figure out, I mean, you can have it broke down to a science on so far as Steph's moves. But can you stop him? And that's for any great player for that matter. So I'm not trying to beat up on Harden because I'm a fan of Harden. I just think that I can't, I can't be so, I can't believe in the Houston Rockets just yet. Like I, you know what I mean? Especially considering the competition that's in the West now that I just named, and it's like I said, man, Harden has his moments where he doesn't show up. So you have to show up. You have to shoot efficient. Um, and it's a lot on Westbrook as well too. It's a lot on Westbrook as well too. Um, my thing I fear with Westbrook is uh the little bit of undiscipline that he has at times. Uh, indiscipline, excuse me. Um, just the just the reckless shooting at times. I mean. I'm not trying to hold over his head what happened to him last year in the playoffs, but for you guys that were watching the playoffs, let's be quite honest. Damian Lillard bust his behind, and not only did he kill you offensively and made you not look like you even knew how to spell defense, he guarded you defensively. He gave you an issue. You were shooting poorly against Portland. And the thing about Westbrook, Westbrook is one of those players, man. You get him frustrated enough or you call him out enough. Now it goes from not only am I pissed off, but I'm not even thinking about the team anymore. Me personally in this one-on-one matchup, I'm just trying to kill you. Even if we lose. As long as I drop 35 on you and you only drop 28, boom, I killed you. Like, sometimes... Sometimes Westbrook gets in that mode, and you can't be in that mode, especially not this year. I think this year is the greatest opportunity you've ever had. Even when you had PG, I like even when you had PG, y'all had a good team, but it's not like Houston's team. Um, so I think uh, you you I think Westbrook may be in the best position he ever could be in to get a chip. But even with that being said. I, like I said, I still just don't see you getting past Denver in seven games. I definitely don't see you beating the Clippers in seven games. And I definitely don't see you beating L.A. in seven games. Now, things, now, I guarantee, I know things play out play out so differently when the playoffs start. Sometimes you watch it and you're like, man, I did not think this was going to turn out this way. But um, I, I don't know, man. I just I just don't think it's enough. But like I said, that's my fourth, fourth best team in the West. L.A. And I'm not going to be on L.A. long because I, I just don't know what, what I can say about L.A. Other than dominance. I mean, this that LeBron and Davis one-two punch is so absurd. So absurd. I mean, it's nothing you can do to stop them. 6'11", Anthony Davis, ball him. I mean, this guy, this guy, I just, if I was Anthony... I think if I if I could be any player on that team, I would want to be Anthony Davis. Not necessarily because of the talent, 
But just to feel how much relief he has now, considering what he had to do in New Orleans, considering what he's doing now. This guy can real life relax and stroll through the NBA season without having to play his heart out every game. I mean, this dude can like just get catch the ball in the post and just be so relaxed. Not not necessarily thinking, all right, I gotta drop this bucket because we down 15. So I gotta at least make it down 13. And now I gotta go, go back and all the court play defense and all. It's like you grabbing this ball and you already up 15 and you basically just looking for the open shot. And then when you're looking around for the open shot and all your teammates like, go ahead. <laughs> and you could be like, oh, okay. And just turn around, go with the handle, boom, 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 get to the basket, lay up. I mean, like, this is he's him and LeBron are strolling. And LeBron's putting up like 28 or 27, 8 and 8. Davis last night just dropped 34, 11 and 7. 33, 11 and 7. Oh my gosh. Like, they're not even trying. And it's like, even though they're having fun, they're so locked in. Like, you could just tell they're just like, they're, they're having fun, but they're so locked in and they're so focused to the point where it's like, yep, good game, baby. All right, let's get them on the next one. So, and, and it's just the pieces that's around L.A. with the Rondos, the Danny Greens, the JaVale McGee's, the Dwight Howard who's who's playing like he's got something to prove and his the redemption he's trying to have from the last time he played for the L.A. Lakers and stunk it up and all the fans couldn't stand him. The Avery Bradleys of the world, the Kyle Kuzmas of the world. I mean, this team is just so loaded it's ridiculous and then even from the coaching staff you got frank and you got jason kidd who is practically a head coach but you got him as your assistant coach this la team is a problem so i definitely don't see houston beating them but anyway I, you know man i just it's nothing much i have to say about la you see what's going on you see what's going on for those who are watching so, I'm going to just keep it moving on from L.A., man. I'm not even going to continue to hold on or keep talking about L.A. at all, man. It, it's just it's just so impressive to me. It's so, so impressive to me. But there is one more team I want to talk about in the West. And not even one more team. More so, like, one other player I want to talk about in the West. And that young man's name is Luka Doncic. Oh, my goodness. This man has been balling for the last few games. Luka, I've never, other than LeBron, I've never seen a player in his rookie year do, do what he did and then to come back his second year. And he's playing so well his second year, it looks as if he's been here. Like as if he's a veteran. Like if anyone, like if anyone wants to watch basketball today that has never watched basketball and they turned on a game and the game happened to be like maybe last night, Dallas Mavericks against the Cleveland Cavaliers, which we got murdered in. Oh my God, I stopped watching after the third quarter. Uh, but keep your head up, Cavs. Keep going. Stay focused. But if you are just someone to watch the NBA for the first time in your life and you turned on and you happen to turn on the TV and that game was on the Dallas Mavericks versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, you would have thought. Man, this dude Luca, man, whoever this dude, the six seven, uh, this whoever this six seven guy is, can ball out, man. He must have like he the way he play, he must be an MVP. He must have like two rings already. He must he must already be like eight seasons in. And then you do your research, come to find out this kid has no rings. This kid is not an MVP. This kid is only a rookie of the year, and he's only twenty years old. <laughs> and he's ball 
He's balling like Brian. Now, when I say like Brian, I'm not saying he's Brian, and I'm not even trying to remotely compare him to Brian so far as the physicality, what he brings, like what he does when he steps on the court, how he changes a franchise. Number what numbers wise though, he's putting up triple number triple double numbers like Brian. I mean, this whole 40, 16, and 10. Like, I mean, this dude is just nuts. I don't know what more else is to say about this kid. And and what's up? He makes it look so easy. He makes it look so easy. Look at Doncic, man. I, I I don't know what to say. Like, as of right now, I'm going to be quite honest with you. And shouts out to my boy Alex Alexander Price because he said this because he's a big fan of Luka. And I'm going to have to agree with him right now. This may be, I don't know if this is the first time we've ever seen this. Um, I can't think back that far just yet. But if it is, hypothetically speaking, this may be the first time we ever see somebody get rookie of the year and the very next year get MVP. I mean, this is just absurd what this kid is doing right now. I I, I mean, I've just never seen anything like this. I mean, just a boom, 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 step back. I mean, it, the passing ability, the, the the drive, like, and it's and it's and what's so sweet about Luca, he's so versatile. He has no limits. This dude can shoot, dribble, pass, get to the basket, give effort on defense, grab the rebounds, do the little things. I mean, like, you, you, I know some, now, I love Trey Young. I really do. Trey Young is a baller to me. That kid can flat out do his thing. Sometimes, if I'm not, if I'm Atlanta's GM, sometimes I'm just, I'm just looking at that kid like, I originally drafted this kid, Luka, and then I traded him. Now, I guarantee you, you got to, you, Trey Young's doing his thing. You you love what you get from Trey Young. I just know me, I would sit back like, hmm, I should have kept Luka. Not, well, maybe not even should have, but it like, just more so like, would have been nice to keep Luka. Uh, yeah, I, I probably traded him on draft night, wasn't the best idea. And I couldn't believe they traded him, considering all the talk that Luka was getting coming out of college. So, it... it yeah, if I'm Atlanta GM, y'all, I'm looking like, wow. So, yeah, man, shouts out to Luka, man, doing his thing, balling. Like I said, and I love Brian. Brian, you the, you the homie, man. You you Akron kid. You brought, you, you brought your promise, got us a chip and everything, and you balling. I wish you nothing but the best. I hope you win a ring in L.A., man, just to show how phenomenal you are and just, just to show how much of a great player you are going to three different teams, three different organizations, two on the East, and then to go to the West and win a ring. Boy, that's something to have on your resume. And to practically do it, if he – if LeBron gets a ring this year, it's going to be incredible, of course. But – it's going to be a con not a conspiracy necessarily, but um, I can't necessarily think of the word, but it's it's like it's, it's, it's a pattern more so. If you look at it, when he went to Miami, when did he win a ring? Second year. When he came back here, when did he win a ring? Second year. If this dude does that, does that same thing in L.A., which is kind of looking like it right now because I don't know who's about to stop Bron and A.D., I mean, that is just going to be the craziest pattern I've ever seen. And it's just going to show this dude's greatness, though. It's going to show how quick he can change a franchise. He can change a franchise literally within a year and not only change it to where you're better, but you're a championship contender, not a playoff contender. It's a difference, in my opinion, from the championship to playoff contender. You're a championship contender. 
within your second year as an organization. Who does that? Seriously, who does it? So, um, yeah, man. Like I said, I love Bron balling, but I, Luca would have to be my MVP of the year right now. I'm sorry, that 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 that's just me. I think I gotta go with Luca. Luca will be my MVP of the year. Uh, he's playing phenomenal, uh, and it's 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 just amazing. Now, couple of couple more things I want to speak on, and we're gonna close out. Uh, these last two things I'm gonna speak on, I want to touch on the Miles Garrett situation a bit because that was a that was real big news and it's still going on. And uh, I know D had a lot he wanted to say, and I got a lot I want to say. I'm, I'm gonna try to, you know, mesh it all. You know, basically try to make a long story short. And uh, I, I'll touch a little bit on the game today with O State versus Penn State. Should be a good one. Uh, Penn State nine and one. O State, y'all already know how we doing, baby. Ten and up, baby. We killing them. Okay. The Miles Garrett situation. Very unfortunate to start off with. Um, as for you guys that don't know, which I'll, I'll be shocked if you didn't, because it's, I mean it's been everywhere. Miles Garrett uh, basically got suspended indefinitely. And for you, for you guys that uh, maybe don't know what indefinitely mean in sports term. Um, it definitely means you're suspended until we people in the organized in the NFL league and organizations, you know, the CEOs and all that, until we come up with a, I guess, time for you not only a time for you to return, but another consequence because there's another consequence that's going to follow up, follow up with this uh, suspension indefinitely, indefinitely, whether that's a fine or how many more days you're going to be suspended, your return time, um, and I guess, and also try to be fit fair about the whole situation but miles is suspended indefinitely and like i said that's until they decide when to do all that and that can considering how busy the league is and all other types of stuff they got going on it's not telling how long that'll take but um so he's suspended indefinitely for hitting uh the backup quarterback for the steelers mason uh, rudolph in the head with his own helmet uh for you that don't know the scenario basically this how the whole scenario went down about eight some seconds left on the clock. We won finally uh, for the past five since for the past five some years of this rivalry. Rivalry we won and we were beating the Steelers. Um, I think it was like seven to twenty one at the time. Um, the Steelers they're actually running a play with eight seconds left. I mean, how corny do you look? So with the eight seconds left, uh, the defensive our defensive line is continuing to play as well. Miles Garrett goes in, catches Mason Rudolph at the right time, tackles him, brings him down. Mason Rudolph gets salty, pissed off, or whatever, grabs Mason's helmet, not Mason, Miles' helmet in his head. He's like trying to turn it. It looked like he was trying to snap his neck almost, but Mason's too weak for that. But People say he, he was turning his head like his head. Mason Miles' head is turned this way while they're on the ground. And he's also trying to pull off his helmet. Uh, so of course Miles retaliates. Who wouldn't in that defense? In that in his defense, who wouldn't at that time? So Miles is getting up. And first you can see like Miles wants to strike, strike Mason, but he pulls back and just basically grabs Mason's helmet, rips that off his head as he's doing that. Mason is kicking, having his foot on, kicking him in his groin. You know, just got his foot more so. He had his foot more so like just laying on it. I think he was applying pressure as he had his, his foot laying on his groin. And um, defensive, uh, uh, some of the players in the O-line 
and the Steelers O-line removed him. Uh, Marquise Pouncey, and uh, I forgot who else it was. But uh, one of the players from Mar- Marquise Pouncey, and I, and I bring him up for a reason. So they removed Miles Garrett, pulled him back. Miles Garrett, if you wa- if you watch that video, if you look at his body language, he's like, all right, whatever, it's over with. I'm still salty. I'm still pissed off, but he's not. He doesn't have this uh this like fighting uh body language, if that makes any sense. It, his body language is not as as, uh, as aggressive anymore as he was on the fo- as he was on the ground with Mason. He's just like, all right, whatever. We broke up. Fight's over. He turns around. Mason gets up. Mason's still charging him. Um, <laughs> like, he's still charging him, like, trying to pick a fight. And Mason, at this point, is not even going for his helmet. Basically, basically, is really just still trying to fight and attack Miles. Miles sees, retaliate. Miles turns around. Boom. Clocks him in the head uh, with his own helmet. I can only imagine how much that hurt. Um, so... Marquise Pouncey was part of the O-line, P- pulls Garrett over, starts to punch Garrett in the head with, with his helmet on. They bring him down to the ground. Uh, Pouncey's punching him, kicking him, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then uh, one of our players, oh, I have a hard time remembering this guy's name because it's, it's oh, OBJ, OBJ, I can't think of his name right now. His name is ridiculous. Uh, it, it's different, I'll say that. But... He comes over there. He pushes Mason uh, Rudolph on back on the ground. Um, I think he was more so doing that just to stop Mason from trying to attack Miles even more. But uh, that's basically the whole situation and how that happened. So far, it's how I feel about it. Uh, I feel that it's unfair considering the fact that Miles, of course, Pouncey, and our other player, uh, o- o- Ogibi, o- uh, whatever, they all got suspended. But Mason didn't. First off, Steelers, it's eight seconds left on the game. Why are you running the play? You lost, okay? I know this don't seem natural for you to lose against us because you've been kicking our behind for the past five or several years, whatever. But guess what? Today you lost, okay? It's 7-21. to 21. There's no need for you to run a play. Even if you run a play, run a running play. Give it to your running back. You're actually running a passing play to your wide receiver as if this is about to make a difference and y'all about to get a touchdown. You ain't even about to get a touchdown even if your receiver catches it because he most likely going to get tackled or either don't even got enough time to get to the field. So you either can get this ball to your running back or just kneel. Be humble. Show some class. You lost. Okay? Secondly, if I'm Miles, or anybody on the D-line, I probably wouldn't even waste my time trying to tackle Mason because it's the view of it. It's how it looks. Just imagine how corny you're going to look. Just imagine Stephen A. Smith and Max talking about y'all the next morning. Well, the Browns finally won, beat the Steelers in the rivalry. Uh, Steelers kind of look pathetic even though they were injured, shorthanded. But, I mean, what what are you really doing making or running a play on the last 8, 10 seconds on the clock? Blah, 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 blah. Just imagine how stupid they're going to look if we don't tackle or try to tackle. And and that's why me personally, I wouldn't have tackled if I was Miles or anybody on that D-line, but more so Miles because this is who it's happened with. I wouldn't have tackled Mason. I mean, dude, you look corny. Y'all look so pathetic really trying to get a touchdown in these last eight seconds. You lost. It's 7-21. to 21. So I'm going to just stand back, let you run this play, look foolish, have some class. Start as you're throwing the ball. I'm going to start shaking 
my uh, shaking some of the Steeler players' hands. Good game, good game. Appreciate y'all. Keep it moving. Why you look stupid trying to get a touchdown in the last eight seconds of the game? I mean, it's it, it's 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 sport code. Just how they got bro code is sport code. Just like in the NBA. You up 20, you got the ball, five seconds left. Don't you dare try to go and score. Now you're just being disrespectful. You're being a jerk. If a lot of you say my status, I say the best. You're being a jerk at that moment. You're trying to rub it in that you won. Yeah, we up 20, and we got the ball for the last five seconds. So, yeah, I'm about to run and get this other bucket real quick. Now you're just really being disrespectful and being a jerk. And it shows that you have no class. And it shows that you can't be humble with a win. Uh, so it shows your maturity level. Um, immaturity more so. But um, So, of course, that's just me, though. But Miles continues, go on, tackle some anyway, play still going on. Steelers have themselves to blame for that. You get tackled. Mason, I get it when you're losing by a lot of points. And even when you're losing, it's like you got some people in this world who are beating you so bad to the point they'll lighten up. Or they they'll you know what I mean they'll lighten up on how on how they're beating you or some of them will keep <laughs> or some of them will keep the foot on the pedal you know they'll keep their foot on your neck so I get it Mason you salty it's like you ain't gotta tackle me y'all won boom 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 but just how you feel like Heat Miles doesn't have to tackle you y'all don't gotta do do a pass and play period secondly Mason. This is football. If you don't want to get hit, if you don't want to get tackled, you playing the wrong sport, period. Like, 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 how you going to get mad because you got tackled? How you going to get mad because you got tackled and y'all the one that's doing the, y'all the one that's running the play with eight some seconds left? I'm pretty sure Miles wouldn't even thought about tackling you if you didn't run this play. But y'all running the play. So you got the audacity to get pissed off? And all, oh, no, nah, uh, 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 turning your helmet because you got tackled, but you are the idiots that decided to run a passing play? You should have kneeled. It's eight-some seconds left. What are you trying, what are you doing? You, you, even if you get that touchdown, it don't change nothing. You're not about to win the game with this touchdown. you still going to lose, what, 21 to 13? You look stupid. So, the fact that you have the audacity to Try to turn or take someone's helmet off that tackled you because you wanted to run a play is ridiculous. You have no right. Then, Miles is wrong. I'll, I'll say it. He, Miles, I understand he retaliated, but he's wrong. But now Miles is trying to grab your helmet. You know what I mean? And then he, he successfully gets it off. You kicking or landing or applying a pressure to his growing with your cleats on. You're applying pressure to his growing because you so pissed off and whatnot. But then it's like I said earlier, they got separated. The the uh, the the some of the, a couple of players of the O line from the Steelers came over, grabbed Garrett, pulled him to the side, back to the other side of the end zone. And Miles, you're on the ground and he gets up. And you still go to attack Miles. Mason, Mason, you on the ground and you get up and you still proceed to attack Miles. You're in that instant, you're wrong. You were separated. Okay? As of right now, this thing is diffused because you're separated. Period. As of right now, for Mason, Miles is being held back. For Mason, you you have nothing's holding you back. You Nothing's holding you back. No one's holding you back at all. So as of right now, you have the conscious decision to make. 
Whether it's I'm going to keep on attacking this guy or I'm going to chill the hell out since we separated now. But the fact that you continue to uh, proceed and try to attack, you're wrong. Because you made a conscious decision to keep on going. You continue to escalate the altercation. Whatever. Like, you escalated the altercation, in my opinion. You escalated it because you proceeded to attack. You're wrong. You're wrong in that instance. You're wrong. Now, if you're a friend of Miles Garrett, bro, you are 6'4", 270-some pounds. Why are you trying? You you ain't got to hit this. Compared to you, you don't have to hit this midget in the head. Okay, it's nothing he can do with you, bro. It's nothing he can do with you. That's one of those situations where you have such an advantage to where you definitely just blow it off or you laugh at him. <laughs> if you would have laughed at or you know what would have been cool? Alex said it best too. It would have been cool if he tried to attack you and you kind of like went away from him and, and held his helmet up. And did like this to the to the Cleveland Browns fans. Man, we would have went crazy if you would have did that, man. And it would have just been so classy. Just so, just so classy. Just the classical, just trash talking. Yeah, we won. We finally won in the rivalry type thing. Like, it would have been sweet doing that. But I understand in the heat of the moment, you may not necessarily think like that. You're just acting on quick on your feet. I got it. Miles at the same token, bro. Why are you? Come on, man. You don't have to hit him in the head with the helmet, bro. You could have severely hurt this dude. Really? I know I, I know it's a hypothetical situation where people say this, but I mean, sincerely, think about this. What if you would have hit this dude and he would have went unconscious on the field? What happens? Forget indefinite suspension. We're talking about you possibly going to court and do a time. And that's in, in that instance, it's Especially, and I'm and y'all know we keep it real on this show, so we ain't gonna do nothing but keep it real. But especially with you being a big black man and him being a small white man, they already look at you as being barbarian. You, I, I'm gonna read that co comment in a second. Okay, I got you, Vez. One second, but Miles, come on, man. You considering this scenario how it looks, they're looking at you as they're looking at you as a barbarian now, which is so unfair to even say that about him. Because during the game, the commentators have said that, so I hit the narrative. Oh, Miles with this bar barbarian act. I mean, he's not being civilized at all. Why is it just Miles not being civilized at all? Are you seeing what Mason's doing? So right there, you already see the problem, right? You already see how they're looking at this. They're not looking at it as. Miles and Mason need to control themselves and get their acts together. They're looking at it as, Miles, you need to get your shit together. Miles is acting like a wild black man. Miles is acting like King Kong, a mean black gorilla. Miles, is, Miles has no discipline. Miles is being uncivilized. Miles is being a barbarian. That's how they're looking at it. Not Mason's tripping. They're looking at you. Which you already know they're looking at us on the radar. Especially people like you, Miles, who are privileged and in your position. So... You can't do that, Miles. You wrong, bro. If you're a friend of Miles, you have to tell him, bro, you wrong. You're so wrong. If anything, you should have threw his helmet, probably slapped him in the head. Okay, sweet. All you're getting is probably at the most three days and maybe a fine because you know how petty they can be at times and make us want to go through the most and do the most. So, boom. 
smack him in the head. You pretty good. without the helmet. Smack him in the head. Probably get a little three day fine. Cool. Let's move on. Let's get back to trying to win games because Lord knows we need to win games and fans. So, but you don't do that. You hit him in the head. Okay. Great. Pouncy, part of the O line, part of Steelers O line. Man, you cannot. I, I I understand that you are protecting your quarterback, but man, those you were fighting, bro. <laughs> like you were you were fighting, bro. Like you are you punching this dude in the head, bring him down to the ground. You stomping on him, kicking. You jumping on him. Like dang, Pouncy, you gotta chill out. Okay, I get I get it. He down now though. That's that's another thing that's so trash though. We you you kicking him when he down? Come on, man, it's over with. All right, cool, chill. Pouncey took it too far. <laughs> o, OBG, OBG. I cannot think of this guy's name right now because it's so different. You know, like I said, he comes on later on, pushes him down. The situation is very unfair. It's not fair enough. There's no way in the hell three guys, let me say it like it is, three black athletes get suspended and the one white guy who was and part who's the other 50 mainly who was part of the main reason gets a fine. If I'm not mistaken, isn't Mason's parents don't don't they own a charter, which is a bank, banks? So they got money, they could pay that fine themselves if they wanted to. So the fact that you say it, it's it's a, I mean that stands out alone. Look at that, three black athletes get suspended, but the one guy who's mainly involved. Kicking people in the groin, trying to turn his head, probably saying all types of. It's no, we can only can only imagine what Mason said to Miles on the field during the time. You telling me he gets just a fine? It's injustice, man, and it's unfair. And then what's so it's was what was so uh, which was so what was so blasphemous to me was um. Considering what was happening at the moment, instantly when I was watching the game, they just start going down Miles' record. And what I mean, and so far as like so far as his record, they were saying so far as like at times when he has shown being a little indisciplined on the field, or when he's roughed the passer, or when he's been a little extra at times doing the most. It's it's so funny to me how instantly they pull that rap sheet out. But considering this indefinite suspension, you don't want to think of the fact that. Man, from K to eighth grade, this kid has been an A some A A plus student. Hasn't gotten to an alter occasion. Same way in high school, A plus student, no alter occasion. Same way in college, out in Texas A M that he was attending, playing football, A student, no issues, no alter occasion with anyone. This guy wants to be a forgive me if I pronounce it wrong, you guys, a, a panatologist. Pretty much the people that uh, study dinosaurs and fossils and bones of that of that nature. This th he wants to retire from football and do that and make that as a career. That's the kind of man that he is. Let, let's talk about this real quick. Miles just got punched by somebody in the face and did nothing. Because Miles realized, I'm 6'4", 270 pounds. I could really rip your head off if I wanted to. And also, I have an image and appearance and reputation to keep up because I am a brown, I'm a football player. Who's really, who's known and, and the reputation continues to grow. In the popularity. I can't put my hands on you. I, w I would like to. For you punching me. But I can't put my hands on you. No one wants to. 
think of that when it comes to this indefinite suspension. But looking at Mason, his track record a little bit of what he's done, considering and also considering the fact that he had he yeah he didn't he didn't swing with the helmet. Miles is wrong once again, not justifying it. He didn't hit him with the helmet, but he did originally tried to take Miles' helmet off, turning his head, kicking him in the groin, and then once split up. He stick, which Mason's not being held back like Miles is, but once he split up, Mason's getting up and still making a conscious decision to charge, to proceed char attacking him, charging him. But Mason gets nothing up. Just a fine. That's unfair. Um, tell you like it is, it's disrespectful to the black community, bro. NFL League is disrespectful to the black community. It really is. We, like I said, we're not justifying Miles. We're not saying Miles isn't wrong. He's wrong for hitting him in the head with the helmet. But for you to <laughs> have four players and suspend three of those three of those athletes, which are black, by the way, and the one athlete that doesn't get a suspension, which is white, by the way, gets nothing but a fine. Hmm. Funny. So, that's my piece on that. Disappointed more so in the NFL. Miles, you got to do better. Mason, whatever. Disappointed more so in the NFL and how they handle this and how they're going to continue to handle it indefinitely. Sure. But we're about to close out, y'all. So, um,. One last thing I want to say, man. Like I said, I told y'all I was going to get on the O-State-Penn State game, man. Um, I forgot what time that comes on. I think that's on a 7, if I'm not mistaken. Either way, man, I think O-State going to kill them. Uh, well, not kill them. Uh, I think my, my final prediction predictions are J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I got him going for 115 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Justin Fields, I really didn't think of what he may get out of it. Um. Uh, that D-line is pretty tough, though, with Michael and Navarro uh, Bowman, uh, those linebackers there. So, uh, yeah, they got some tough defense to go up against. But uh, Dobbins is going to kill him. So, I, like I said, 115 yards, two touchdowns. And uh, I think O-State wins. It becomes 11-0 and wins 34-21, while uh, Penn State drops to 9-2. So, those are my predictions for that game today, man. It should be good. I'm pretty sure we're going to be watching that at D-House, man. I got a lot to do today, y'all. A lot to do today. So, uh, I appreciate y'all for the time being. Also, I, even though D's not here, I still got to do this. Uh, part of the segment that we always do of our show is part of the segment. It's called What Kind of Juice is in Your Cups Last. What's in your cup? Basically, man, for all y'all that been here with us and for the new ones that's, come, that's clocking in with me today, Basically, man, what I'm asking is what has happened to you rather throughout the week, today, throughout a couple hours, last couple of weeks, last couple of months, last couple of years that someone has said or done an action that has always stuck with you positively um, and how it's had an effect on you. Um, I think for me, I think for me, what I've been learning a lot this week, man, is to just continue to strive and most importantly, trust and have faith in God. Like I said, it's been a lot going on uh, personally with myself. And I, I know Dee been got, having a lot going on too. But um, uh, like I said, what's the cup that is the kind of juice that's in my cup is uh, Jesus, man. And it's, 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 it's faith. 
that's the that's the kind of juice that's in my cup, man. It's to stay faithful, uh, stay faithful, believe in God, have faith, and stay prayerful. Um, man, at the end of the day, man, when we going through our situations and we get to this this one scenario or issue and we have no idea how we gonna make it out, man. God has so far with me because that's been happening to me on a few occasions. Man, God has been right on time. I kid y'all not, man. I mean, right on time, man. Like, like, like five minutes right before the final decision is going down. Like, Jesus come through just like that. And uh, it affects me, man, to just continue to be grateful and try to live for him and appreciate what I do have in life. Because I don't deserve his grace. I don't deserve his mercy. I don't deserve him looking out for me, considering, you know, the issues I have, where I fall at in my walk, and, you know, how I still have to continue to uh, get better, uh, better in my walk, and, uh, you know what I mean, continue to have a positive mindset on things, and and then even when God comes through for me, something else comes up, and I still get shook, and I'm like, all right, God, what's going on, Then boom, he come through again, as if, like, he didn't come through the last time, and that just shows how weary our faith, well, I can only speak for myself at times, at times my faith can be, so, Definitely, that's the kind of juice that's in my cup is faith, man. Continue everybody to have faith in the Lord. Trust him, man. Believe him. It, it get real out here, man. It's tough. It's like I said in the beginning of the show. All of me and all my friends got something going on. So, I don't know. I think it just be this time of year or something in the air. So, I, you know, man. I, um, so, yeah, definitely, man. Just, just appreciate life. Appreciate God for who He is. We don't deserve His grace and mercy, His love, the none Lord of that. Is my so Lord that is that's my the kind of juice that's in my cup today. I, I'm I'm pretty sure what kind of juice got what kind of uh, juice D got in his cup, man. He got that baby shower juice, man. <laughs> my nephew on the way, Kendry Isaiah Thompson, man. Like I know that man is he busy right now, running around, running around like a chicken with his head cut off. But I'm telling you, man, deep down inside, that boy is happy right now man so I, I know that's the kind of juice he got in his cup man d once again we proud of you we love you man we're proud of the man that you become the father the husband the brother the son all that man all the whole nine man so we uh we appreciate you we love you d y'all already know he may be he uh he may be here with us next week he might um i'm, I'm gonna probably talk to him because uh i'm gonna want my i'm gonna want my bro to get all the time he can with his son so I'll probably talk to him, see if if, uh, if he wouldn't mind just sitting back, chilling with his family, you know, being with his son. Knowing D, man, he loved doing this so much. He'll probably fight with me up and down to get back in here, you know what I mean? But I'm going to, uh, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to try to beat him down, man, and just get him to stay with his family for uh, next week's show, man. But, hey, man, Cleveland, this is your boy Ray. You know, boy D here as well. No, I'm just playing. This your boy Ray, man. And this is uh, We Got the Juice 216, man. We love y'all. Love y'all. Enjoy y'all weekend, man. Stay safe. And remember, always stay juice. Ain't living like that. Why you talking so gangster, bro? He a flu. They no baby gonna blow. He a flu. They no baby gonna blow. He the bomb. They no baby was just in Miami. Now he in the lake. Think he LeBron. They no baby go baby on baby. But five years ago, say he was John. I just down at the front of the plane and the driver come pick up my Louis Vuitton. Them facts. While he drive me around, I be blowing up pressure. I'm chilling back seat with. We got the juice. Two one six.